Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm Andre DePuisto. I'm the founder of Lone Wolf Portable Tree Stands, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. All right, well, we got Dan on the line. And I started thinking, I probably shouldn't have shared those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we got Don Higgins on. Um, anything that's got to do with uh, chasing big deer, I've got my hands in it somehow. So. Well, my name's John Eberhardt. The first one that comes to mind was early in my career. I'm Scott Buckley from Iowa. Um, I had jumped him in the summer, too. He jumped up in that swamp grass down in the bottom lake. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm chasing it. There ain't nothing stopping me. Justin Hollinsworth. I'm with Whitetail Addictions and uh, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. So what are we talking about tonight? We're, uh, we're talking about the one that got away. We talked about a deer that we didn't get it done on for some reason. Um, so uh, go ahead and get into the story of the one that got away. All right, welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes, hard as AF. We've been out frozen to death all day, um, doing all-day sets here, last weekend of deer season in uh, the CWD County. We're up here at Logan Sellers Crib, out in the shed. It's beautiful. I slept in here last night. It was glorious. You didn't have to. Nice and peaceful. You could have slept in the house. Yeah, I just like, I stayed in the shed, but yeah, he's a... He blessed me with letting me come up here, and uh, we've seen 40-plus deer tonight. He's going to go into his late-season strategy of how he's worked this property to be able to hold this many deer. Uh, but we're going to get to the people that make this possible. We're going to get in the show. Uh, we're going to start off with Exodus Trail Cams. Um, I want to mention uh, their Trail Cam Radio podcast. Um, it's one of my favorite other podcasts to listen to. Um, they had a really good one on here recently about the Utah trail camera band. And I learned a lot of stuff on there that I didn't know kind of the reason they were getting rid of wanting to get rid of the trail cams. Um, guys are super well knowledge or super knowledgeable about what's going on in that side of the industry. And, uh, if you want to know anything about trail cams, they're not holding back and, uh, they're letting you know the truth about what they're putting out. 
Um, and their booster antenna is now available. So if you have a cell cam like us that has mediocre service in a certain spot, has one bar, it won't work if you have no bars, but if you have one bar um, and you get this booster signal, it will work. Um, so that's another option for you. Um, start uh, Last breath. Um, they also have a podcast, HuntCast, and they had a podcast about Illinois' new laws that they have coming up. And uh, they have three new laws that they're trying to vote on right now. Um, and they cover that really good. Grant's awesome at really diving in. And he gets like the law numbers and everything so you can research it and goes really deep on that. Um, you check that out. Um, their, their podcast is super cool. Um, and they've been working on it for quite a while now. Also, we got the Badlands code for them. Um, it's changing. They said they're going to try to get us a new code. So uh, if you read once to reach out to us and we'll put you on a list. We get the new code, we'll send it out to you. Um, right on optics, uh, they got the new five primal spotting scope out and the tripod. Um, I just seen pictures of it. You have to get on a waiting list. They also have some new scopes coming out and some new binos. So pretty excited about that. Check them out at rideonoptics.com. And next level deer supplements. Um, they're going to be at the Iowa deer classic or iowa beer classic hopefully i can bring logan along with me this year uh maybe you bring your wife you said maybe yeah and uh hopefully bring it along and uh have a good time out there hopefully they get the custom wood floor uh penthouse suite again <laughs> that we got last year and i can take my cot and sleep on it again <laughs> i just ordered a, i just ordered a cot so i'm gonna be ready to go oh you're ready to go that's like a 27 dollars one right there yeah it's pretty low to the ground but all right let's get into this podcast so we're going to talk about, we went out tonight and we seen 40 plus deer, 10 bucks at least, three bucks that were 140 or better, one that was probably mid-150s, um, end up passing them all. You, you've already shot two bucks. Yep. I shot three bucks. Legally, legally still, I yeah. still could, in CWD counties, I could still shoot a third buck, but kind of my goal into going into this late season like that it's it's gonna have to be my personal best for yeah. me to squeeze the trigger on a third buck but you know, which Holly's, i was thinking about Holly's, that yeah i was thinking about that when you were in there and i was out here i was like that's probably the right thing because you're gonna be hunting out there all year and and, and again year. it's a permission spot so you you never know i mean you yeah. can always lose a property and that's not always a reason to go in and kill all the bucks but again it's like there's that many good bucks but there, there's a lot of just solid two and a half year olds but yeah i also want to be chasing those I'd yeah. love to see that 150 break the 160 mark and possibly, you know, but again, it, it is what it is. Yeah. It's, I think it's that's not your, the end of the day. I think that the nine pointer is the best one. You got the chance of being 160, 170. Yeah. yeah. Besides, I mean, acorn buck. Yeah. He, he is younger. You yeah. don't know what he's going to do, but I, I think he's still a solid buck. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Honestly, sure. I thought he was bigger than on trail camera. He looked bigger. He showed up in the last, like the last month I got him on camera yeah. twice. And then this is the first time I actually got to see him on the hook, which was kind of cool just to actually get to judge him. And then we got to judge him against how many other yeah, deer bucks. Yeah, a bunch of other deer, yeah. But, so, yeah, it was really neat. It was yeah. a fun hunt. So up, the, up here in the CWD County, you're you're able to get a third buck tag, and uh, you're able to hunt with a gun. If well, you there, well so CWD, and we discussed this last year, yeah. homie, is you can buy a CWD tag. It's antlerless, but if you have leftover tags like yeah. I, I do, uh, firearm tags or muzzleloader tags are either sex you can kill another buck. The antler lids, or the antler deer limit of two doesn't exist during CWD weekends. Yeah. So it's kind of like 
you can shoot as many bucks as you want, but I don't know anybody around here that yeah, goes out there and just murders, murders bucks like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And even I talked with the neighbor and he was kind of like, you, you still hunting? I'm like, well, I like hunting. Yeah. I, I don't want to not hunt, but also, you know, I'm, I was waiting for that buck that nobody's seen come rolling through, you know? Yeah. We were kind of out there hunting, you know, just something to show up, but yeah, we did get to see all the deer that you're going to be hunting next year and get an eyeball on them. Yeah. Know that they're more than likely going to make it. They yeah, all look healthy. Especially everything. Nothing yeah. had a limp. Yeah, nothing, nothing had already even dropped an antler. Yet. No, I mean, so you got a ton of intel on kind of what you got to look forward to next year. I out think there. that's the hardest part too. Is like if you've had a pretty good year, yeah, and you go into late season, you know all these bucks are going to make it. Yeah, like maybe maybe one of them will slip up tomorrow, and maybe the neighbor will shoot one. Maybe, but yeah. there's still he ain't going to shoot all of them. Yeah, you know, all those in there. Yeah, and sure. and that's just it being that. Being that the neighbor too is, and I think that that's why there's there's a good group of people over there that do want to see the deer get bigger. Yeah. So it does help. So last week on the podcast, we talked about the power of late season food, and we planted a food plot and had an opportunity at a buck. Um, and it's something that we haven't really done in the past with the late season food plot. You have actually have two food plots planted on this place. Yep. It's like I would say it's two and a half yeah because <laughs> i do have the clover yeah. in the back because you didn't yeah. see that one but and you're wanting to expand your expand on what you got going on yeah but uh, go ahead and kind of break down the property and then how you got the food plots set up and then how you got your blind set up and why and so that's how you're able to hold well, all these deer because people like yeah think 40 deer one night in one spot and again and they, reason, and they came you know? from the neighbors too you yeah know, they're coming from yeah. the neighbors too and the neighbor does i think what, what what sets that place up so good is that the neighbor leaves food too like they have beans like if he has beans on that north field where it's yeah. corn they normally leave like an acre and a half there which that is huge yeah. not a lot of farmers do that um i know a lot of farmers that hunt and don't do that mm -hmm. on their own property and and honestly, I think that's what kind of sets up all those deer staying in there because they got two properties to really. And then they got that hay field. Kind and then, of yeah, and then exactly wrapped in a hay field like that. So, and then it's one of those things too, is I pretty much did my food plots out of like in that spot. I really didn't have a choice, but back when I first started hunting there, they used to mow everything, right? And the deer kind of had like this pattern coming in out of the runway and coming over to the other plot. They kind of made like a circle through that. Well, when they quit mowing it, I noticed the deer patterns totally changed. Like they quit going back there mowing and they got all grown up in briars and the bucks quit doing what I'd seen them do in the past. And again, I told you I didn't move my stand because mm. there's an ash tree and that might've changed some stuff too. But so I pretty much went in and I asked the landowner and I said, Hey, you know, can I go in, mow some of this stuff down like it used to be and be able to Put some food down he's like why don't we spend a bunch of money and yada yada and i said really i have the equipment to do it which that's the biggest part so yeah having the equipment to do it um and then the second thing is seed you're talking if you're doing micro plots make sure they get good sunlight and you're talking i think i maybe for out there i've maybe spent each year not even a 100 bucks on seed you're talking 50 bucks maybe for seed yeah. And it's just, and then chemical and stuff. I mean, yeah, maybe have like $50 worth of chemical burn down. But other than that, it's really low cost. But I pretty much went in there and mowed where they had had all the briars. There's not a lot of big trees and did that. But then 
I've done it in stages, you know, at three plots, I kind of just slowly, I change it just so little every year. Cause I don't want it to be a big, big shock, a big one, shock. One. So, and then I've had my blind. So I've had my blind in three different locations on this property. And I killed on the first year I had it on the property and uh, the buck was in the corner, like I told you. And then that was a CWD buck. I killed him the Friday of CWD. And then I moved my blind to the corner where me and homie hunted last year. <laughs> and of course, homie would be up here hunting with us, but he's, yeah. he's been sick. And so he decided to stay home. But I, and then this year I moved the blind. What we faced last year is we were just too, too far from the food line. Mm-hmm. We were like that 50 yards too far. And that was homie's request. So I put, I put the blind, the elevated blind that's now there. It's not permanent. I mean, kind of is permanent, but I can still move it out of there. 50 yards down the line, you can still shoot the north. And you got about 100. What was that doe? One, yeah. 144 in the food plot. Yeah. Like in the woods in the food plot. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like trial and error with the blinds because I just don't ever know. You don't want to get too close to where you're pressuring the deer. Right. You don't want to be too far away. So you- you know, you can't get a shot. Right. Exactly. And it's like, I think a lot of times, because you you said it, and even you said it too, you're like, Oh man, you have the blind out here in the middle. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, if I had the blind on the middle, the deer be there by the timber, you know, it's always one of those, I think consistently that, that spot over there, we've had the most traffic through there. Yeah. Every time you hunt some, the deer are somewhere else. It always, you you try to follow them around. Yeah. Then they're feeding in a different spot exactly. in the field. And I think a good thing, a big, a big thing that helped this year, you saw it was a lot of all the down corn. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, they're out that that's where they were feeding out. And into. then they were feeding in the high spot where the snow did. Yeah. Drift. You pointed that out. And I, I never really noticed that. Before. The low spot, that snow had melted and it was the eye, it was like, because right big, when we, right snow. Because that's right where we walked out there. Yeah. Feeding, where we walked out. Yeah. And that was all powdery, real soft. Yep. And when we yep. got out of the blind, it was all crunchy and really yep. hard. Everything near the everything near the timber was yeah. heavy snow and, and but the food plot they had that pretty much cleared off. Yeah. Yeah, the food plot's kind of pretty much cleared up. But the, the cornfield, I think they could just get to the corn so much easier on the high spot. Yeah. And I, that's where they went. And I think like my future plan is I, I would like to again, uh it's a cost, but I would like I'd like to be able to sublease like an acre or two there on the edge of the woods. Again, it's, it's timber soil too. And I don't think it costs a ton of money, but I think that'd be a good option. Like you were yeah. talking about, like sublease that from the farmer and planting beans and leave them up all year, maybe wrap it in six rows of corn just to keep it kind of hidden a little better. But it's it just, it, if you, if you can't plant food plots, you can't, Yeah. but if you can work with your landowners, even if you don't own it, a lot of times there's spots you can put them in, you know, mm-hmm. and I think you guys noticed that this year. Big yeah. Time you with, can try to, and you guys, are, did you ever till that up or it was just throwing no, them up, just right? Throw them yeah. Them. And so that's just, yeah. it can be so beneficial. Mm-hmm. And I think too, is not just for killing the deer. It's good, good for, for the, the deer. deer. Yeah. Good for the deer. I mean, all these, all this farm <clears> equipment <throat> has done nothing but get more efficient and drop yeah. less corn. Yeah. And less corn, less beans. Yeah. Everything's so just so much better i mean you remember back when <laughs> and we're i'm not that old yeah but i remember when the corn stalks were like knee high now they're like ankle yeah so there's 
there's no cover out in the fields. And again, I don't think the combines drop as much. No, yeah. We have one farmer that has an older combine and he picks real slow and there's always a ton of corn out in his field. Those are the best. You can tell. Those are the best. <laughs> but um, one thing I wanted to mention is the property that you're hunting is kind of set up with an east and a west timber. And they kind of move in a triangle you were talking about. Yeah. And then it don't sound like the east timber you put very much pressure on. No, I, I try to drive. I, I try to leave it alone because I feel like as, as soon as I step foot in there, yeah. it just blow them out. So I think, I think the reason there's so many deer is your guys' food, the, the com combination of your relationship with your neighbor. Yeah. And then do you not pressure it? that block of timber up there because that's where all those deer were and, and a lot of times too and i i don't even pressure in the timber that we were hunting yeah i mean i don't have you're hunting the edges I, and i'm hunting the edges and, and and just 30 40 yards in yeah. on the on the one side that i walk in on i just don't it's just so hard with everybody hunting around you especially when it gets down to gun season this season i don't worry a lot about there's not a lot of people that have a have blinds that are heated yeah. or are going to sit out and hunt yeah, this morning it was 20 mile an hour winds and drifting snow. Yeah, and there's no was, way you're yeah. gonna sit out in that. Um, but I think that's always what I worry about is bumping them off of where they're comfortable. Like I'm fine if like I think this year that's what we had that during the, the rut and stuff during the first season is full moon, trash weather is warm, yeah. and all them bucks were just locked down with the does in there. And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna go bump them out of there because again. I got that's, food. Yeah, yeah, food. I got, you know, and, and, and that's kind of that. You're letting preparing for late yeah. season. <clears throat> You're preparing for late season. You put the food in <clears throat> and you got it set up to where if you don't get it done in the rut or a shotgun season, you're like, right. I got time. Right. He's still going to be here later on. Um, the I like the way that you got it set up. Um, the blind that you got, I've never set in a blind that nice, but I think that's like if someone really wants to get into a late season food plot i think that's something that you could should really think about investing in if, if yeah you can. If, if you can yeah the it's a zero zero four outdoors blind is what it is they're out of wisconsin um and i it's relative i mean i think i think a redneck blind is is pretty close the, yeah. is that but i think is the next step just the way the windows probably open a thousand and, more dollars <laughs> i think i i think now i think now like after i looked at pricing it's probably maybe five six hundred dollars more um but you know more, more for me i mean it's an investment for me and the kids yeah. too is that and that's right you know me and the wife talked about i'm like taking young kids out it's hard to do when it gets cold mm -hmm. but if you got a heater going in there i mean we I was never like yeah. I was freezing. never. I've I never, never wore gloves. Been, I've never been more comfortable all day, all day sitting. Right. And I feel like that's what it takes because during in this spot that you're in, you know, we went in there in the morning and we didn't leave. Then you said, "Well, we can't leave because we're going to bump all these deer that are bedded." And they were all timber. bedded in that. Yeah, and they're all bedded in that timber. We've been walking right by them. Yep. And then and I don't know if you then bump you gotta, them. And then you got to walk them. back in in the evening. I don't know if you'll bump them, but you do. They do see you. Yeah making that uh, move yeah whether they come out or not but yeah. i, you I gotta like walk that. past right where they're going to come out to get right. to the blind that evening so it's a smart move to be in there and sit all day but you can't do that without having a blind so if you are going to get serious and start thinking about lacing food and wanting to hunt it when it's very very cold we set when i was with homie we had that opportunity we were in a stand but we couldn't have set all day there's no way but in this blind I mean, you could sit all day, no problem. And 
if you have an opportunity with the food and it's this late in the game, I think an all day set, people are like, well, you're wasting so much time midday. But really, if it's the weekend, you don't have anything going on. Like, we're, we're, on like I said to you, I'm like, we got nothing better. Ice. Like nothing you're going to go to the house and take a nap anyway. Yep. So just hang out there in the blind, make it comfortable, you know, have a heater if you can and uh, just chill. And that's what we did all day. And yep. I don't think we would have seen half the deer we would have if we would have walked out and then come back in. Yeah. Just because, I mean, if you have a property that sets up good. I think if you have good access, yeah. I think if I had different access to that, like, if I could come in maybe from the South or something or yeah. like drive in from the South and come in that way. But again, then I'm cutting myself off from the mm -hmm. South. It's just, it's in the middle. And then that that's the middle of the yeah. section. You're like, right so you're in the smack dab middle. And I found that I, I've just seen the most activity with all day sits and be comfy in the blind, plenty of food, bring more water this time. Yeah. <laughs> this next day. Yeah. But you know, when 2020 and I killed that buck, I sat, I sat all day and it was the same situation like we had. I think I saw two deer in the morning, snowstorm coming in the afternoon and three o'clock. The first deer I see was the buck I was there that I wanted to shoot. Yeah. And so it's like, now if I would have been, you know, maybe if I would have been walking out there too, cause he was real like vague on when he'd come in and out of there every day he was in there, but you never knew if it was going to be noon, one o'clock, yeah. 7am. So it was like one of those deals where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, take the day off and get in there and it, it, pay, it paid it off paid he was off, eating yeah. he was eating in my food plot um hammering the hammering the brassicas yeah they, they would just dig them things up last year we had all the snow mm -hmm. and in the runway plot the deer actually dug down we had like three feet of snow they dug down three feet to get yeah that, those, those, those were those in up. there i could see them hanging out of their mouth yeah. That's what we planted those brassicas. That's another. That's a good thing to plant, I think, because it's a all season. Yeah, it's all season, and they really don't hit it really hard in November. So you have you make sure and have some well, left. And, and the thing, I, the thing is, I like about it is because if I plant beans in there, yeah, it, they're not going to make it. Yeah. If you have a herd of say 40, 50 deer, you cannot put a quarter acre of beans without a fence on. It. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I watched like Garrett, uh, Garrett and Grant, they fence theirs and mm -hmm. stuff because they you have to. Yeah, but. I think if there, if I did like three acres of beans, yeah. I think it would be pretty safe. I did it. I did an acre one year that was flooded out to the south of us. Mm -hmm. and then the farmer came and chose a plot of under, which I was like, oh, oh. wow. <laughs> oh, what are you, you going to do? Yeah. He pays to farm that. I just planted it in a flooded area. Yeah. And so uh, it was one of those deals that like, if you plant, I planted like six rows, kind of where we were sitting of beans. They didn't make it. Yeah. They eat them when they're green. They'll eat yeah. them down to they'll eat them down to just a nub, mm -hmm. and they'll never get mature. So that full season plots, I think that plot that is in there now, I found two brands I really like. I like the Real World's Deadly Dozen. You know they have plot topper and harvest salad mixed together, mm -hmm. and then I use um, this one. That one's a mossy oak biologic uh, called Final Forage. Yeah, I've had really good luck with that food plot and that that variety, and I think it's cool too. Like you guys, you noticed it. You had deer there early mm -hmm. hitting the greens, right? Yeah. So they'll eat, hit the greens early, eat all the leafy stuff. And then late, late season, they're they digging up on turnips yeah. and they sugar beets. And, and that's just, what we seen. They said we, they eat it early and then kind of left it alone, which was good because it wasn't a giant plot. And that gave it time for there to be late season food. Cause if they would have been there all year eating on it, it would have, it would have been yeah, gone. 
it seemed like after we got that frost and got some cold weather and they kind of wiltered down, that's when they wanted to go back in there and eat them. Yeah, so like there's like a, I, I, and I haven't done a lot of research on it, but there is a time that I've noticed where they, yeah, where they kind of, I don't know if they lose their palatability for the deer and the deers don't want to eat it. But again, there's also all the corns getting, mm-hmm. you know, it's a huge change. Acorns, it's a huge change corn, in like corn, the, yeah. just everything, cover everything. It's just, acorns. and then now there's nothing. Like they're trying to pick through a chisel yeah. plow bill or something like that. Yeah, they're they're looking for scraps. Mm-hmm. And then you they got this buffet of greens that they can hit. Well, and it's and it's nice because if if you have neighbors and you're playing something maybe he's not. Yeah. You kind of get that like like I said I told like I say it's like a triangle because they hit they hit the three timbers like it's a triangle just because there's such a variety you know. Yeah, that's the thing I think it's key when you have you you have the option to put food in it's so valuable and people think of a food plus and they're like man it's just going to take so much time and so much effort and i got to have all this equipment and you can make it as simple or as complicated as you want and that's what we covered on our last yeah. podcast and then you know you talk to grant about it on our podcast and you come up here a week later and you see how valuable it is where every deer that you had on cam that you wanted to get a look at see whether you wanted to shoot or not you got to see it there. I mean, we could have shot them. Yeah. We, the big, the biggest buck out there, we could have shot him. Yeah. And that just shows you like, okay, that's what the power of not pressuring these deer kind of giving them a place to chill and having that food. Cause these are deer that like the acorn buck, you, you've never seen him all year. And then boom, he's out there daylight. tell so yep. yep. he's chilling. And that's just like the buck we, you know, we try to kill. We, we call it, I call him buzz now, but He's nocturnal all year, and then he's daylight on the food plot one day. We go into he the next never, day. Was he never? He was never daylight. Did he? he? Never daylight. Never daylight. All daylight. Year. Yeah. yeah. So that not even close. To daylight. And he got a shot, and you got yeah. you were there and got the shot at him. Yeah. You know, it's just that's and that was just because the power of that food and the cold weather, mm-hmm. and that's just so powerful if you can do anything. So I want to chat with you about kind of your setup because you have like a kind of a year you've been putting in work. A little bit investing a little more time clearing a little bit more and i think a lot of people think you got to start with some giant huge thing and you don't like you can make an impact on your deer herd with something small and even if you don't kill off that even if you don't kill off that plot you're still like you said you're giving them something to eat like when there's nothing out. yeah exactly you know and these i you you can look at those bucks and another not no, they they've, all none great. were run yeah. down, and I think they've been. I yeah, mean, that, every almost all those almost all those bucks. I mean, I know that whole group of bucks has been in my food plot because yeah, like a week ago I, I had think pictures got like so five many does too. I don't know if oh, they're running yeah. real hard during the rut. No, yeah. they don't. I don't think they do. There's yeah. a lot of those. So many does. And, and and the thing is, you know, like we're getting to that point too, where we're getting to that point too, where they shot a lot of deer for CWD mm-hmm. in in the area, and I don't know if they, I don't know if they do anymore. Yeah, but there for a few years of deer population was really low, and nobody was shooting does just because it was like so low. Yeah. Man, like I want to, I want to actually be have deer to hunt, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it seems like it's kind of making a, a turn. And again, I don't know, I don't know how many cases they found or anything like that. But it is like you said, you said it today. You're like, man, if I had the CWD, I would take advantage of it every year. And I, yeah, you got to try. I said to my dad too. I'm like, sometimes I feel like I'm cheating because I get to use a gun. For two weekends when everybody else can only well, I mean, use you a, go to uh, Iowa, they've been using muzzleloader in the prime. Right, prime right. Yeah, season, yeah, I guess. You know well, I mean? and they so, have an early muzzleloader yeah, too, don't they? They have an early muzzleloader and a late muzzleloader. Yeah. So, so I, 
I mean, there. It's just if it if your state has the tag available. Well, that's and that's what my dad said. He's like, if it's legal, it's yeah, legal. You know, it's, it's legal. legal. It is. It's like it me is. being not from this county, but you buy a tag. You know, I mean, you're good to go. It's right. Just, right. So it's a little more money you invest, but then you get to go hunt, and that's what you know. That's why I came up here was just to film you. Yeah. But if this is the last week we get to hunt all year, so I told you, I said. I've seen as many deer as I've seen all year combined. You know, so it's cool to see them yeah. all out there. You get to see how they work. Um, you know, you get to see like they're all different. They kind of kept to their family groups, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. what they come out with yep. is kind of how they fed. Yep. And then they yeah. fed separate. Yeah. You know, that one then, group kind of yeah. went back off. The family group kind of fed separate. You could kind of see like there's a group of really big does and they still had their fawns. And then there's a group of, like a the bunch stuff, of small, uh, probably like bunch, button bucks. And, yeah, a bunch of really small button bucks and small does. Like that, that was the dominant doe group that come out mm -hmm. of your piece yep. with the big does. And then you had a kind of like a subdormant doe group that was over there by the hay field. Yep. They was, never really wanted to come out and feed on that yeah, corn. They, they never came they out. Stayed, they kind of stayed over yeah. there in that, in that hay field on that edge instead of coming out. So it's cool to see, like, you're, you got so many deer out there, you're binoing and you're trying to find. I'm like, what? He's which feel like which by the tree over here. I'm like, uh, you know, yeah, okay. And I, and I think that like that's one of those things too. Is like I I was telling you when you got here. I said I've never killed I've never killed a buck with my bow in the rut. I either do it in October or yeah. I'm like or I'm like I don't I do hunt. I hunt hard and I just I don't know. Maybe I'm just not that good at hunting. No, I think you got so many does. But that's, that's it's hard, and that's rut. just it right there too. I mean those bucks can they're be, locked down. Yeah. They're just not moving because they're just they got so many options of does yeah. like. When we hunt on our piece, we seen 10 does at one set. We were like, wow, like That's this is shit. And there yeah. was like 30 plus. We didn't even count, but that one group was like there was at least 30 in the yeah, one group. It, there, there was probably 40 plus deer, and probably 20 or 30 of them, at least 30 were does. Right. You know right. what I mean? So you're already three to one on yeah. bucks. And yeah, then and you then, go, then you go for mature bucks. You got three or four mature bucks and you got 40 does, you're 10 to one. And there was, I, I couldn't believe the amount of just like good yeah. two and a half year old yeah. buck. Like not, I, and I've seen a couple of them and, and, and got to see yeah. them, but I, I couldn't tell when we were looking at them, I'm like, I don't even know which yeah. one's which. Yeah. They're, they're so, literally so across the past so many times. It's like, yes. But you got to think mature buck, you know, he's going to get the first ops to breed a doe and you're looking at 10 to one odds, but I don't think they have to work that hard. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They got 10 yeah, does. And, that, one and that's buck. the thing too, is I even said to you when we got in the house and I know I didn't see him. Yeah. Is that a buck I passed on like a week after I shot my archery buck, I went in to the same stand and he's, he's a yeah. really good looking deer. I he's wonder just if short brows made it, hopefully made it still. I think he did. Well, he was in there. He was in there. Um, what day how many days ago was that he was in my food plot but i he was not with any of those i i, I would have noticed him yeah because he's just heavier but uh it's just one of those things it's like that's cool that wherever he's at he could yeah. still be in the he could he could have been the other group that stayed north and yeah left. that you've seen that one decent buck that yeah but i never got like a good yeah, look at it could have been him too. But yeah but yeah i mean that just it just goes to show you that you know you're not pressuring these deer hard and they got food 
they're all they all look healthy really good when they should be looking the worst they've looked all year yeah, i think they all still thing. had their antlers and it's great it's not it's been cold but i don't think it's been as harsh yet yeah no not but it's yet. still been pretty cold yeah. i mean it's still been pretty cold we've negative been negative temps. temps snow on the ground for three weeks or i mean they're they're hurting up i mean they're in the yeah. they're in the survival mode yeah and, and you got we didn't even see a half rack buck out of 10 bucks and i probably. have seen half rack bucks that have shed yeah. So, uh, over, you know, yeah. right by my house. Yeah. So I think that they're doing really good down there. And it, it's probably because your neighbor has food, you have food and you guys aren't pressuring her and they have, they're right. having, you know, and you guys are out there hunting them, but just like you, you're not, you're taking advantage of the tag, but you're not just out there slaughtering them. Cause you right. can slaughter them. You're saying, Hey, if, if a giant comes out, biggest buck ever shot, I'll take a shot. I told you, I already shot three bucks. I got a tag. I'm not looking to kill right, anything. Right. Just coming up here to hang out, have a good time. I know homie would have smashed him. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, homie would have smashed. <laughs> I sent him pictures of me. He's like, I don't know, and I'm yeah. like, come oh, on, yeah, he would have smashed him, sure, but yeah. <laughs> but that's just it too. Is I mean, you don't. I don't want to go into like the late season because you have the food. You have you pretty much have the advantage. Yeah. If you have heated blind that you can sit in, and you have the food. Yeah. You can sit any temperatures. You're in the game, and so something that's interesting too is is my in laws' property. My father in law was up there, which is you know. That we set that up for food. We got uh, what five acres of set of set aside grass that's planted that's six yeah. feet tall, and then we have probably four or five acres or better of food. And he said tonight he had or this morning two shooters and a younger buck, and then a couple does. Yeah, feed through the plot and into his woods, and it's like right there. I mean, they're yeah, they're, they're out there feeding. Yeah, when it's cold, when and again, cold. he'll be out there tomorrow, and hopefully, like I said, people say you can't kill bucks when it's cold, but these plots, we're seeing it changes it up. Yeah, it changes it up. When you have that late season plot, it's like they're like, all right, I'm out feeding. I'm gonna hit this late season plot right before I go to bed for yep. thirty minutes, twenty minutes, yep. hit it, and then I'm gonna roll into bed. We've seen that with the buck that homie got a shot at. It was daylight a couple days after in the day, you know, right there on the plot. So. It just goes to show you that we want to have do this podcast because up here with Logan hanging out, but Ross wanted to you know let our listeners know if you can plant a food plot, it's so valuable. And you don't you're like, man, if I plant a food plot, then I get a shotgun blind and then I gotta get you know elevated and you're thinking all the cost. It don't have to be I mean if you one got year. if you got good and if you got good access, yeah, you don't have to sit out there all no, day. You could you could do a stand, yeah, and, and as long as you you have good access and you have a way to get out of the, the woods. You right. Know? Get in and out. And even yeah. we, we got out tonight and the deer on the middle of the field. Yeah. We ended up walking past them. Yeah. What, 200 yards north of them? And they just yeah, stayed they there. Just stayed there. But it, and it's so crazy because other times I've done that and they just, they're gone. Yeah. I think they're just, it, the snow was probably so crunchy where they were at. They're yeah. just feeding and not even really. It's kind of weird like that. We, we did had bump the wind. Some, we did bump some of them. Up by the truck. Yeah. yeah. But we had the wind blowing right at us too because mm-hmm. we kind of looped around to get get out of there right plan. right yeah so that helped out but and it's just it's just one of those things i don't i think everybody i've always told people if you try food plots one year don't and it doesn't turn out like you see on a hunting show and it's yeah. not just knee high greens it's okay to just try it in one more year because i've found like when you go and you kill off a plot or like you've never had a plot there it's grass whatever you mow it yeah. and you kill it off and you plant something that first year plot's never the best yeah and I don't do a lot of soil samples. Yeah, but once, once you, but the soil up yeah. here is so good. It's like I rotate, I rotate what I plant. Yeah, 
and it's not like I'm hard, like you're not really taking a lot out of out when you play turnips, you're adding a lot of stuff to the ground. Boy, you're, yeah, again, you're actually yeah. making that ground. I mean, it's super. It's like when I go in there and till that, it's yeah. like the oh, like yeah. it's, best freaking soil you've yeah. ever seen. That's a lot of farmers. They you know they they do a cover crop for turnips, right? Right. And then exactly. just get in because yep. they put so much good nutrients in the ground, right. like plant corn again. Yep. Know? And so like, and that's one of the things too is I've always I've always had my second year plot is always better than the first year. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I, I planted that plot that we hunted that we were the, the better one that that was the second year I planted that up front. So that plot was small the year prior. Mm-hmm. And then I went in the next year and I went in deeper further back in the woods and mowed more briars. So like I kind of normally there's like an evolution of my plots. They get a little bit bigger. Yeah. And a little bit deeper if I can mow. You're not trying to spend a ton of time, a ton of money on it. You're just trying to improve over right. a year. And that's what I was saying. You don't have to have a giant plot. You don't have to have a shotgun blind, but say this year, say I'm going to make it an effort. I'm going to put me a plot in and then you start saving money and you're like, okay, I'm going to get me a nice stand. And now you got a plot and a stand in five years. Or you invest for you yeah. instead of that, or you invest in more cold leather gear. Yeah. So you can go out there and yeah. sit stuff like that. Like you're all, everybody's looking for an advantage and they want to know a tip or a tactic. And when the weather when mother nature she's giving you a gift that make these deer just forget everything that they've dealt with all year yeah they cannot they cannot help it so if you have a buck in your area and you just can't that this thing won't daylight if you have late season food and he's around the area he's going to be on that thing of daylight he's going to be there he's going to be he's going to be there eventually and it's just a matter of time then is how long can i hunt this spot without getting cold and, and right not exactly hunting, you know? exactly that's then, like it, is he going to show up tonight yeah or was it last night, yeah, no it was one, last what, night. What, yeah. what kind of wind and, and you're still like looking that. to get lucky but the power it's, of it's him it's all hunting. the power of him being there's a reason for him to be there getting it, yeah yeah he's yeah. like it, like thinking that's like i think that's probably something why i'm so bad at hunting the rut is because there's no i'm reason, always in yeah. the wrong spot at the wrong time yeah. like i'll be over here and I look at my phone. It's like, oh, your trail camera just went off over here, and it's like, oh, yeah, shooter. Yeah. And I'm like, again, that's that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I mean, the deer go certain ways with certain winds, and they have it at their advantage, and you can't get in there. Yeah. But that's that's it right there, though. Is you're you're getting that deer to do something consistent that he probably hadn't done all year. And and more than likely. I mean, he might bed a little bit to the wind for this food plot, but he's going to come to that food plot no matter what the wind, if the weather's cold. Yeah. Like, he's not going to be like, oh, it's and south. I, and, I found, and I found, like, again, food plots, hidden food plots, yeah. or even partial of your food plot that's hidden. They feel it's like real it's, a staging, it's a staging plot. They're yeah. literally going to – all the does are going to get out there. Then once the does work out – and, yeah. I mean, I've seen it a hundred times. They Once the does get out and out of the field – they all look him behind them. You know, it's behind them. Yeah. Here comes the parade of bucks coming out, you know? And I think it's something that's interesting. That now that I just think of it, now we're talking about a parade of bucks. Dad and I were hunting there last year and the deer were coming out in the runway in the food plot and same when, when homie was up here. And I bet we had probably a dozen, just the dinkiest little bucks you've ever seen. Yeah. Not a, not a one of them was more than a, more than a basket or even, even a basket. And we always talk about it. We're always like, man, there should be more good bucks out here just because of all the small bucks we've seen in mm-hmm. the previous years. But tonight I saw way less dinks yeah. compared to good 
and that could be a three-year-old CWD. I don't know if the county was going around and kind of sniping some of the older deer there for a couple of years. I mean, technically, I mean, technically they say that, I mean, bucks are the, the older mature bucks are the ones Much that carry target, it because yeah. again, they, they travel more. Yeah. They, they spread they, it more. Exactly. More so again, I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah, like, because I know they, that, like the snipers, you know, they sharpshooters, sharpshooters. Sharp I just say nothing about sharpshooting yeah. deer at night. They target fifty yeah. yards. Yeah, they target you know mature deer. To, yeah, and they do it in CWD counties, and this right. is a CWD county. They do the same thing in Knox County. Yeah, they go in there and they kill a lot of deer, and a lot of them are bucks. And yeah. I think maybe that was a problem, but now. Like you said, you had a lot of like good two, three year old. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Pointers. Like it's got yeah. me jacked for next year. Yeah, you got like, like there's a couple to really look forward to, and then you're gonna have a lot. That I'm gonna have good. a handful that I'm gonna be like, I'm probably gonna end up shooting. Yeah. And I'm like, damn it, I'm double bucked again. Yeah, <laughs> I double bucked. Yeah, and again, it's crazy double bucking this year, back to back years. And again, I'm not, I'm not shooting giants, but yeah, you're shooting mature. I giants. like, I like fun. Yeah. I like killing deer. We eat the meat. I, again, I, I, I told you this before, and I said, you know, I'm probably what we're we're both probably about five three to four or five years away from our kids our mm-hmm. oldest starting to hunt and i'm like i'm probably gonna be done killing and yeah. you know maybe when i get to that point when i up the Wait. ante and let the kids fill the freezer and i'm more out there looking for the big yeah. buck you know and and i guess i've and i've said too i mean if i never kill a 180 it's not the end of the world i no. like hunt i like killing bucks yeah. and and i Keep like and i like putting in the work i like i like putting in the work i think it's a little i've gone changed from the way i used to hunt i used to just get property hunt hunt the bucks that are there just do it you know and i've kind of changed the well if i can hunt this let's make it better not just for me but for i mean it's i think it's going to make the area better yeah and then i mean a lot of those young bucks that you're seeing probably the reason you have a lot of okay bucks is because they had that nutrition added nutrition all year oh yeah and you guys planting food and giving them shelter and not pressuring them and when they have nothing in february march they're not getting bumped around yeah they're not getting bumped around and they have food out there so they're going into their antler growth you know a lot of deer going to the antler growth like the worst shape of the year yeah you know and these deer probably going into it the other thing that's kind of cool too is i've noticed with these full season plots is you'll have shit germinate for the next year yeah like i've gone into my plots and i've had rye that grew for like, cause like when you talk about all season, like I've had cereal grain grow the next year. And that's why they call them full season. Cause that stuff comes up after the, like some of the first stuff sprouted mm-hmm. like winter wheat or something is there and the deer hitting it. Yeah. I've seen when I was Turkey hunting, the deer feeding in our food plots up in my in-laws, Yeah, you know, so and I, and I can pick out the yeah. bucks, you know, you can see their stupid ears and like, yeah. they got, they got big ass spots where they're starting to grow, to yeah. grow. But right there, it's like your deer, they food plots are not just out. for killing deer. Yeah. They're for growing deer. Yeah. They're for helping deer and holding deer to not let other people kill them too. You know, well, I, mean, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I feel yeah. like if you guys didn't have the food and you had all that and all those deer weren't there, that's a lot of bucks just be spread out in the area trying to find a place to go that yeah. other people could possibly, exactly. possibly kill. Yeah. Whether they run on your property or not, if you don't have any food, they're not going to be there late season. They're going to be gone. And with the, most of these farmers chisel plowing fields now, because they want to plant corn again, you know they're right. they're they're well, taking, not a lot. Not a lot of people know till beans and corn yeah, rows. No, it's just yeah. not a, it's, Yeah, there. I know my my uh, 
uncle. He they does. used to do it a lot, but they, they don't. Yeah, so it was. It's not yeah. very common anymore. No, they chisel plow that Every, shit. Even if they plant beans, corn stalks are always chisel plow. Yeah. And what's interesting this next year is will be the first time I was telling you he does plant planted beans. I think it'll be the first time it's beans. And it'll be way easier to access. Ten yeah. years. Oh gosh, yeah. It'll be way easier to get to the stand, but also I'm super exposed out there yeah, too. Yeah. But like, like I said, it's just figuring out your property a little bit better. Just, just if you can do anything, mm-hmm. even the small stuff. And again, with, with your guys' property, how many years have you had that? Yeah, it'd be the fifth year. It's the first time you put a plot there. Yeah. And it's, you know, it was a game changer. It went from. What did you guys? What did you do? You guys talk about that? Like where you just sprayed it? Yeah, we yeah. just sprayed it. We did. You know, we talked about three different ways to do it. We just sprayed it and broadcast seed before rain, and you know, rake the rake the grass and burned what we could and had good soil. Yep. You know, and then if you're in, if you're in yeah. North Central Illinois, it should grow. It's gonna grow. It's gonna grow. And that's just it too. You gotta have. Sunlight. Yeah, and you can think you have good sunlight in a spot. You got to go in there when it's the middle of summer, and all the leaves are on the trees. Yeah, and then one thing I think it's important to mention, like you don't, it don't have to look like a damn TV plot. There was a bunch of bare patches in ours, and Weeds. there was a bunch of those fucking purple. You had purple berry. You had you had your trail camera. Yeah. You had that, and you weren't going in there. No. You had that fucking yeah, I had there. a damn weed grow up right in front of it. And then we had a bunch of those purple stem, purple berry yeah, bushes whatever, in yeah, there. Yeah. And you're just like, the deer, they don't, that's natural for them to eat around yep. that stuff. They don't, you don't have to look like a damn cattle pasture right, in there. Exactly. So I think that's important to say. If you plant something and it don't look awesome, it's not a big deal. But all right, we're going to wrap this up, guys. Uh, appreciate you listening this long. Uh, we love you. Um, Always do the right thing, leave a legacy, and Whitetail Legacy is out.